Under the Influence podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. back to Under the Influence podcast. You guys, I love when I have on powerful creators on the show. In fact, a large premise of the show is honoring content creators and really talking about how they've grown their community, but just their purpose behind why they're creating. And today I have on Miss Taylor Love, and she is just the sweetest soul. And she is going to speak to basically what she does. She's extremely passionate. She's a style, beauty, and wellness influencer, but also someone that has leaned into self-love during her experience with Lyme disease. And just this conversation is really eye-opening. I was on her podcast as well, and we did this awesome swap. And so I've just really enjoyed getting to know her, but also I made a new friend throughout this process, which is obviously like the most optimal situation. And I'm just really grateful that she came on the show. So without further ado, I want to introduce Miss Taylor Love to our show. You guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have Miss Taylor Love on. Taylor, I was a guest on your podcast, Girl Talk with Tay. And you are not only the host of this amazing new podcast that you have been growing and really just diving into, but you're also kind of an OG blogger. You created Love Inside and Out. And so today I wanted to kind of get back to basics and I want to chat through you creating this platform, building this community and how you've been able to diversify it and really expand it since 2017. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. I can't of wait course. to so, you. You are the best podcast guest ever. And I'm so inspired oh. by you. So I'm honored to come on. Oh my God, I love it. Well, okay. So let's get into the, you know, the quick and dirty. So can you give us kind of the backstory of how you created Love Inside and Out? Like, where were you in this time? What were you doing? What made you kind of make that jump into saying, I'm going to become a blogger? I was so young and I feel naive, honestly. Like I didn't know anything that went into it. But I think that in hindsight probably played to my strength because I was just like, this is what I'm doing. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I was, I think, 22 maybe. So I'd graduated college and I thought I wanted to be a singer. I've always loved like, I don't know, being in front of like a little bit of performative, you know, being in front of whether it's like a camera. I've always like lived for the lights a little bit, like in that sort of traditional sense. I used to love to sing. Anyway, so I in school graduated and then started working in social media. And I had been in college with a girl that was like the actual OT blogger, Julia Engel. So she was a few years older than me. Do you know uh, Gal Meets? It was Gal Meets Glam at the time. Okay. Um, So I was very influenced by her and saw that this was, you know, this new like career that that women were pursuing. So then I worked in PR and digital marketing for a few years and then 
was just really seeing like, this is a thing girls are doing. And, you know, they're making a living speaking about beauty, fashion, wellness, all these things. And I think that I was always too shy. And then I met my now husband, then boyfriend, and he was a photographer. And he just really encouraged me and was like, who cares, Tay? You just have to go for it. Who cares what that person from your hometown thinks or that you know, you're always like a little bit insecure to put yourself out there in the beginning. But I had also been through certain health issues and just kind of struggles. I feel like a lot of women at my age hadn't encountered yet. So I feel like all of that kind of gave me a perspective of wanting to create a platform on the internet where women can come to feel good about themselves. That's why I called it Love Inside and Out, which still is like a little cheesy to this day, but I'm a little cheesy of a human. And yeah, I just, I wanted to create a space on the internet where women could find confidence and maybe like spread some beauty and some fashion, but also just feel good about ourselves. And Mm. that's how it was born. I mean, I love the mission and obviously everything that you're wanting to do to really curate that community. What were some things back then that you noticed? Like, when did you start noticing it grow? Like, when did you start noticing the growth of it? Like, what were you doing? What were kind of the tactics? Because obviously, and I really want to come back to this key point of this podcast is that so much has changed yeah. from back until now, right? Yeah. So being a blogger is so much different now with all the short form content and different platforms that are prioritizing short form content yeah. versus like what you were doing, which is really curating a community through your own website. So what yeah. were some what were some of the moments where you're like, I'm noticing growth from this? Gosh, I feel like it was just literally doing it every single day and consistency. I think Mm. that especially in the beginning, I was working at my digital marketing job and I would sit in this little office. I was so excited because we finally had a two bedroom apartment. And so I had an office and so I could sit in my little office and just, I would Google like, you know, how to be a blogger. And again, this is when we would write physical blog posts. Um, Now it's more just social media and podcasting and all that kind of thing. But I guess over time, it just started to grow. But it was really literally just doing it every single day, like for 16 hours a day. And I think that's a misconception. It's so easy to look at people on the internet and be like, especially with an influencer space. And I feel like this is an ongoing conversation that influencers don't work, which when your work is really fun and it's like a curated collection of, content, if we call it that, it's easy to think that it isn't work, but it so is. So I think just, it was just working at it for years every day. Is that a long answer? (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, I feel like that's, it's almost refreshing because I think that again, like I'm comparing this to what it was like back then and now comparing it to today, right? We're like, we're seeing like the great resignation. We're seeing everyone have one to two different side hustles. Yeah. And we're also seeing a little bit of like the fatigue of social media where people are like, wait, I thought that this would be doable. Why am I not growing as fast as I expected? Yeah. And I think that with with what you're saying is that it is a slow burn mm-hmm. and it does take so much consistency of showing up yeah. and building that kind of presence of I'm showing up every single day for you. I'm offering value for you every single day. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I so agree. And I think that something that I did in the early days and even something that I do now that really helps us is before it was a business because it wasn't a business for me for two or three years, but I treated it like a business mm-hmm. far before it was profitable. And I feel like that's a really great tip for anyone 
if you want something to be your, you know, a great stream of income that you're really passionate about, you have to treat it like a job. So mm-hmm. I always saw it as I just am very type A. And like, if I want something, I'll work hard at it. I just always treated it as my full time job before it was. I, I love that. There was a piece of advice I heard recently where it was like, show up on social media as if this is already your full time job. And as yeah. if you're already someone with a presence. And I feel like totally. that's such a good piece of advice, because I think it also reframes your mindset yeah. of how you're speaking and the confidence in which you're like speaking to. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's so true. So what was the moment And I, I, you know, I really want to get in the nitty gritty here. So as you're building, Mm -hmm. when do you start monetizing? Like, when were you like, okay, wait, I need to actually make money off this? Yeah. Back in the beginning days, I guess I don't really tell these stories very much because it's been a few years now, but it's fun to think back to. I would do, I did so many different jobs. I quit my job in digital marketing, but I would like wake up really early and drive. I were living in Orange County at the time, but I would drive to Valencia to Nanny from, you know, 7 a.m. to noon and I would come home because I could actually, you know, do blog posts and shoot with my husband after the nanny job. So I did that for a few years. And then I think it was in 2019. I've been doing it for three years, kind of full time, full time effort. And then I feel like I finally figured out, you know, we figured out how to shoot photos. And this was at the time when it was predominantly photography based. And I hired a management team and I feel like my content kind of got better. I found my voice over time. Um, like if I were to go back and look, probably so cringe what, what I started <laughs> out doing. I used to do yoga. Um, I was doing yoga teacher training. I used to do like yoga poses. And it was really cringe. <laughs> I mean, do you follow Tinks at all? Follow Tinks? Yeah. Do you follow yeah, her? Yeah, I do. Have you, have you heard her concept of cringe mountain? No, no. Wait, okay. I love her her dating stories though, but I haven't um, heard Cringe Mountain. I'm so excited to read her book. I know that it, like she's so hyped, but I yeah. truly just love her energy. Yeah, I do too. I think I, she's I, fabulous. Me too. So okay, she talks about how when it was the pandemic and she started making her videos on TikTok, she mm-hmm. felt so uncomfortable and like yeah. so cringe. And she was talking, actually, I don't know if it was her concept. She might've gotten this concept from someone else, but she mentioned it on one of her podcasts. She goes, opportunity lies on the other side of Cringe Mountain. Oh, and I like, love it. Yeah. Showing up and like going and going up Cringe Mountain and like yeah. being the cringe actually opens up opportunity of like getting to that point. Yeah. And so she was talking about how she was like showing up on TikTok. She's like, this is so cringe. What are people going to think? And then she's like, well, wait a minute. It's the pandemic. Like my life's kind of over. Like she kind of felt like she was in this place where she's like, I'm not really sure what life is. Is life over? Like we might yeah. as well just like, might as well go for my dreams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's like, that's when things started popping off. Yeah, I was just so in this element of like, I'm doing. I'm just gonna do it. And yeah. like this is me. And it's what took off. So I kind of love that because it sounds like you had a very similar experience. I, anything in the beginning is going to be cringe. And then five years down the line, people are going to be like, how did that happen so quickly for you? Like, how did you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I, I love that. I yeah. even, That's a good reminder for now. Because after you've been doing it for a little while, like I still get in my head. And I'm like, oh, is that too much? <laughs> but actually my husband the other day, we were shooting just like a this pink, outfit and so we're in public and sometimes that's awkward and I was like honey is this too much is this too much to be in public and he's like hey you are much like you're a lot like why are you trying to question 
but it's like, that's who you are. Like that's, that's yeah. what's beautiful about you. Like he met it in a good way. And Aww. so I'm like, yeah, damn, why? Like, yeah, we don't have time to be dimming ourselves down to make anyone comfortable. So. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I love that. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good. You won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old fashioned broad spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. Before we get to the podcast, one of the things that I noticed about you is that you've really expanded yourself into multiple platforms, right? So you have obviously your Instagram, you have your blog, you have this podcast, you have Pinterest. So how were you able to sustain creating so much content, building an audience, and then also starting to look at other platforms where you're like, I think I should be on here. And I, I specifically yeah. am kind of looking at Pinterest because I still feel like to this day, Pinterest is one of the most underutilized platforms. Yes. And it's such a driver of traffic. So yeah. tell me how that went while you were building this blog brand. I feel like in the beginning, again, because I got started in that time where we were writing on blogs, I always utilized Pinterest because, and still to this day, it's like where so much of my traffic comes from to other social platforms. And people don't realize with Pinterest, you can make a full, not a full-time living, but you can make a lot of money on Pinterest and people have no idea. So, but I guess I just always found it important to diversify. And I think probably really heavily, like two years ago, I started doing more video content. I even wish I did that sooner, honestly. I think like sometimes we can get stuck in our ways. And then a year ago, we started the podcast, but you just do what you can as much as you can. And obviously, like it's all a lot, but I think you just have to. Like, I think I always just felt like if I really, really want this again, and I'm trying to not just have this be a few year thing, like eventually I'm hoping to in the next few years, you know, get into product and launch an app. Like there's so much that I want to do, even get into like more traditional forms of media that I guess I just always felt that if you're trying to build a brand, you don't want to just be in one place. You want to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. And you keep kind of coming back to this. And I want to touch on this because I'm huge on like mental mindset. Yeah, same. You, You kind of like keep coming back to this thing of like, is this for me? Or am I too much? Or like, 
And I, and I want you to kind of just talk about this for a second, because you have built an incredible community. You've done all the things and people yes. look at you. So I want to ask you, when you work through your mental mindset of being kind of having this very big personal brand, how do you work through those thoughts? Because I'm, I'm noticing you, you're bringing this up and you're bringing up these conversations. And I yeah. want to know for those listening that maybe are like, I want to do this. Yeah. I'm so terrified. I feel so insecure. I feel like I maybe I'm just not, I don't have that confidence that yeah. she has. Aww. Can you, can you talk to maybe how you've walked through this and how you've gotten through this and like what that work has looked like? Yeah. That's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I wonder, I've been kind of thinking about this in my personal life, even recently, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like within friendships and different things, but, um, how did it was your question how did I do I get it to like keep up the confidence to mm-hmm. put yourself out there and all that stuff I honestly feel like at least me personally it's always something that I'm working on you never feel one million percent confident I feel like you just have to show up and do your best like so I'm I think we talked about this when we did my podcast but I'm new back to living in Nashville and it's my first time living in Nashville kind of being in this space so I'm going to a bunch of events putting myself out there and meeting a ton of new people, going to events by myself for the first time since the pandemic, really. And Mm. I get nervous before. And probably sometimes I talk too much or I don't know, I'm awkward, whatever. Mm. But I just do my best. It's like we're never going to feel 100% confident. I feel like you just kind of have to fake it. And Mm -hmm. the people that like you are going to like you. And if they don't, like it's a waste of your time anyway, trying to make them like you. So Mm -hmm. I really, because I can be such a people pleaser in my personal life and you know with my family like you know growing up whatever so it's been a great learning experience for me trying to learn through this career not to give a shit what other people think and um I'm always working on it yeah I thoroughly believe you know we mean you talk in business right about yeah and being a little bit more naive when you're starting out right Yeah. yeah and there's kind of this magic to faking it till you make it in a sense because it platforms you and puts you in a position of doing thing. It's like, it's like, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yeah. So you're kind of like working through your business, you're working through your life in this kind of naive way, but it also sets you up as a strength because you're going into it. You're doing things differently. You're probably doing things differently than anyone else would ever do them. Mm -hmm. And then also too, like you're not so aware of all the different challenges inside a business. So when I hear you speak to that, I also hear that confidence is kind of something too, where it's like, yes, there can be this air of like, fake it till you make it. But Mm -hmm. also too, like you're very, just from what you shared, it's like, you don't have time for people that aren't for you. Yeah, And I think that that's also a huge learning as we get older and as we work through this life and as we go on our own personal and professional developments where it's like, these people are there for me and they're going to be a fan or they're not. And I can't waste my time and my energy holding space for them inside of my life. Like it just doesn't, it's not a fit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that too, as you get older, you just don't have the time for it. And if something, I, I, it's such a, uh, the book is so viral and I feel like it had a moment on everyone's coffee tables for a while, but I've been rereading it recently because it's just a great energy to live in. But the subtle art of not giving a fuck, I always come back to because I, as a person, I care way too much. Like I'm the person that if I meet someone at the grocery store and three rows down, I can feel their energy is off. Like I'm Mm -hmm. a little bit 
in tune a little, you know, I don't know, psychic, whatever you want to call it. I'm feeling that everyone's energy. Like if someone isn't liking me, I probably know, but I've always am working on my mindset of like, that's why I brought up that book. It's just Mm -hmm. so good to put your blinders on and not care. So it's a constant thing I'm always working on because it's never like we're done with the work around that. If you do kind of struggle in that area or you have in the past, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I. it's so funny. I read that book right after college. I love it. Yeah, and it's, it's so good. Uh, it's funny too, because I feel like right after college, I was so into like just not giving a fuck. Yeah. And it's actually like reversed how I felt about people being in business. Yeah. And I think it's because as of right now, my business is so... my Both my businesses are such my babies that yeah. they feel like they carry my reputation with them. Yeah, And so it's, that's really interesting. I feel like I almost need to reread it a little bit too because yeah. it's a great mind check. Like totally. it's just kind of like, where are you spending your energy? Yeah, and where are our thoughts? Like it's so easy for our yeah. thoughts to just get lost on silly little things that don't matter. I keep too seeing the TikTok videos and I think it probably my algorithm just knows me, but it's like, if someone has a problem with you, it's not your problem until they address it with you. So it's not our mm-hmm. job as these like empathetic people that can kind of feel energy to predict yeah. when other people are having an opinion about us. Like how exhausting. That yeah. is so exhausting. <laughs> we like do it. Like we yeah. worry about it. And it's like, wh- why? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's my a dad... strength too. Like I'm sure it's, I feel like mm-hmm. when we chatted last time, you're the same way, but it's a strength I feel like in business too, but it also is exhausting. So it's like a double-edged sword. <laughs> it completely is. Also, yeah. it's like, one of the other things, my dad, my dad used, I mean, he still says this to me all the time. He says it's called putting the cart before the horse. Like it's worrying about things that haven't even happened yet. Yeah. And it is exhausting because you're like, it's so right. Like thinking about other people's minds and spaces also puts us into the position where we're, we're assuming how they feel. We're assuming what they feel and like what they're thinking. And it's also so unfair to them Yeah, to put those like constraints of assumption on. And it's like, it's just, it does no one any good. Yeah, I know. I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so let's get into the podcast. So yes. you've built this brand. Now you're like, I want to take to podcasting. Why did you want to start a podcast? I love listening to podcasts. And honestly, I wish I started it sooner. I wish I feel like that's my biggest tip of advice in looking back on the last six years of doing this or five years, however long it's been. I wish I even did things sooner. Like I wish I got on TikTok yeah. a little sooner. And I know we can't look back. But now sure. when something new comes out, I'm always trying to be like the earliest adapter because yeah but the podcast came about I just love listening to podcasts I am a huge podcast fan so and I was also looking for a part of this as a job that isn't only about me like it's so I love all the fun fluffy content but it's exhausting and it's also not really what matters in life I do all of this because I enjoy it but there's a, you know, I love to have deeper conversations. It's not all just about the fun fashion stuff. So the podcast is really fulfilling because we can have honest conversations, talk about mental health. I feel like I've been through a lot in the last 10 years that I wanted to share in just a deeper way with people and connect. And yeah, I love the podcast. It's such a fun part of the job. What's one learning lesson from your mental health journey that you maybe can share with our audience? 
I think that learning to distinguish when I'm feeling anxious and if I'm picking up on other people's anxieties has been so huge for me. I was just having this conversation with my best friend this uh, past weekend. She was like texting me, going to a music festival. I'm having a lot of anxiety. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. do you think you're picking up on anyone else's anxiety? Like basically just learning that there are other factors that I could be feeling that aren't just my own anxiety mm-hmm. as like a someone that feels energy and all of that. Yeah, that was was huge. And two, that we don't really need to be afraid of anxiety, that it's more like a teacher. I think that's beautiful. I mean, I, uh, I'm i sure you know Scout. I'm pretty sure we both know Scout. Yeah. I mean, Scout's like one of my best friends. But yes, she really talks about allowing your emotions to empower you. Yeah. And I think that that's such a beautiful way of looking at anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I also love what you said, because this has been something that I've been working on is actually learning how to speak to your anxiety Mm. when it's happening and how to be aware of it, but also how to recognize it. And then also how to I don't want to say like go up against it, but mm-hmm. how to flow with it. So for example, like I think one of my biggest things is like I get an anxiety about, again, what the future holds. Yeah. Like I'm very anxious about like what's going to happen mm-hmm. before it happens. And one of the things that I've been able to actually do is like talk to myself as if I was talking to like a child, yeah. right? So like, like that inner child conversation. Yeah. What do you need right now? Type of thing. What do you need right yeah. now? Why, why do we think this is going to happen? And like actually like breaking down the fear mm-hmm. instead of allowing the fear to just kind of be ignored in the buildup. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been so helpful. I feel like if you dive into the feeling it because like if you ignore it for a few days, you know what I mean? Looking at it head on is so helpful for me. And also meditation too has been like really, really, really helpful to clear out my energy field. Even I think I learned around probably age 25, I had gone through certain health issues and just like kind of hit a rock bottom in my life. And I didn't know at the time, it's like we go through these spiritual kind of experiences to become more of who we are, I believe. But just learning that like we're souls having a human experience too. And Mm -hmm. it's not all just like, we don't need to be afraid of things happening has been very illuminating for me with anxiety and mental health. Yeah, absolutely. I I love this so much. So Taylor, I loved having you on the show. This has been so beautiful and you just are such a light in and of yourself. It's been awesome just to get to know you, you know, over us just having this podcast swap together. I always end the episode on this question and basically it's really diving into like the main theme of the podcast and that's what does influence mean to you? Oh, I love that. Gosh. Well, can I think about that for a sec? (laughs) That's such a good question. Mm. I, okay. I feel as though in the world, there are so many, like we're being influenced all the time, whether you're watching the news, whether like it's during the pandemic and we're being told to panic all at all times, whatever. But I feel like my actual purpose on earth, and I've always kind of felt this way, is to literally spread a little bit of positivity and light in the world. So I genuinely hope that that's what I can do with mm-hmm. my influence in the world. Does that make sense? That's what it means I to me. Like Just that. like brightening uh, up things a little. Like we could all use that. 
So we definitely could all use that. Yeah. Taylor, what a what an episode, girl. What an interview. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Please drop all the links. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, my Instagram is Taylor underscore love with two E's, which is so annoying. <laughs> Podcast is Girl Talk with Tay on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the, yeah, then all the platforms. But the podcast is, is really fun and you should listen to your um, Whitney's episode. <laughs> I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much. And Taylor, thank you for going under the influence with us. Thank you. Thank you.